what's up uh uh charmingly disarmingly cute what's up yo for real though like that don't sound offensive to you that doesn't sound offensive at all how is that not offensive how do you think it sounds offensive explain that to me i don't i think it's because i was originally reading it over text but it just sounds really like it, it sounds like you're saying someone is like you're usually or not cute enough for me to be like hey you're cute or like i should be wor- i don't know it just sounds really offensive for some reason i think that's just on you my guy i don't know i i don't know but we are recording okay so <laughs> Here, bienvenidos a nuestro podcast. Se llama Till Good Game to Us Part. Me llamo Henry y esto me. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, y'all? How you guys doing? I'm back, baby. We're both back. I'm We're feeling back. a little bit better after uh, my depressing solo episode uh, last <laughs> week. I listened to it. I was like, oh, is he I was okay? really, I was really out of it, dude. My job has been like, whew. yeah, but I'm back. This week I'm back. Henry's back. Here. You were where? You went to LA and you were somewhere I was in, before that. I was in Pasadena. And where was I before that? I don't remember. I was somewhere. Maybe you were working. I don't know. Either I was you were working. working or you were at an event. I don't remember which one. Uh well last night I was at an event. I was at the um the NYXL knockdown, the last game of the of season two of Overwatch League. Guys, it's fucking over. Uh and next week starts all the playoff shit for the like the big thing for the grand finals that happen in September. Um, but yeah, I was at that. Shout outs to fucking Anbox and NYXL for hosting a good party. Um, not shout outs to NYXL for losing to Vancouver Titans. Um, I mean, so, I was half expecting that, but you know. Um, that, the more that I leads the, me to two questions real quick though. I gotta cut you. Yeah. yeah. One. Did you ever go back or try to keep up to date with our fantasy league for Overwatch League? Because I didn't. So I started. I for a while I was checking tabs on it, and then like the site, the site just stopped updating our shit. Okay. Like yeah, at, I like, that, at like I, that's why like I stopped in, checking it. Like when stage three start, no stage two. Like some games it would add it, and then like the next week it wouldn't, and then stage three just stopped completely. And I was like, oh, all right, never mind. Yeah, for me there was like a good three weeks where I tried to change my roster and it just wouldn't. So I was like, all right, I guess this is over. All right. So what's question number two? Question number two is remember when you tried to say I had to be a Redskins fan? Is that what it feels like to be a New York Excelsior fan? Yo. All right. (laughs) I was about to say that. I was like, the more I am a New York Excelsior fan, the more it feels like I'm just, I'm literally just like a Knicks fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like Jeez. not even Knicks, maybe maybe like maybe like Mets, because because New York Excelsior isn't that bad that they're that they're like the Knicks. They're like they're like the Mets two years ago when they had that like they were like really good in the off season in like like uh, and during like the regular season and then like towards the end before fucking the world uh, world championship and shit like that, the World Series, fucking they just fucking tanked. Yeah, it's like that. It that's what it's like being a New York Excelsior fan. Is that you constantly like they, they like do shit that you're just like oh yeah pop it off and then like they just fucking suck. <laughs> wow, it sounds like uh, 
being a New York sports team or esports team, like as a fan, you're just like you've lost all hope is what it sounds like almost at this point. Like they're doing they're doing what New York and then you, you gotta like you, you swallow your pride and then you forget for a while and then you're just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like as the season draws near, you're like, We're back, we're back, we're back. And then we have like a good state we have a good couple first games. We're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And then we have like a little falter. We're like, nah, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. And then the falters just start to multiply. And then you get to the end of the season. You're like, all right, well, <laughs> nothing's happening, huh? But I hope they fucking prove me wrong. I hope fucking they, I see they're in Philly for the grand finals and they, they at least make it to the final game of the season. That would be pretty dope. Even I'll though they do one thing right now as a Washington cap fan, like, even though they won the Stanley Cup, you're going to get disappointed. I'm letting you know that right now. Yeah, I figured as much. It's always when you think your team should do the best is when they let you down the most. But I know that's kind of sad and depressing. Moving on. what? What's our first topic, Henry? The first two on this docket we don't have to talk about. Hon- you know what? Honestly, like since we started talking about fucking, you know, just because I was, uh, I was at – like last night at the party, they actually introduced the Call of Duty, the New York coach for the New York Call of Duty team. Let's talk about Nate Shot talking about the Call of Duty League. Let's just talk about the Call of Duty League in oh, general. Wait, before we dive into that, since you were at an Overwatch party, right? Yeah, I yeah. I was reading this article um, while I was like setting up podcasts up, right? Because um, Troy does all the hard work of this podcast. I just come and talk. I mean, hey, man, if that's what makes a show great, that's what makes a show great. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the article was saying that there was a Nintendo Switch Overwatch case that got leaked onto Amazon and that it was officially like it was a like a, a, a collab with like Nintendo and Blizzard, but it was like official. And then it got what? removed from Amazon. So somehow that case getting leaked onto Amazon made everyone think, oh shit, Overwatch is coming to Switch. Would you be playing Overwatch on the train on your way to work on your Switch if that were to happen? Absolutely not. Because also, I don't got good enough service on the fuck. There's no Wi-Fi. There's like shitty Wi-Fi in the train. But also, That's true. I just lo- I just really enjoy playing Overwatch on the fucking... Um... PC, Xbox. Yeah, I love playing it on the PC. It's just, it just feels right. Though I'm looking at the case right now, and I'm not gonna lie, shit kind of slaps. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not ugly or anything. For me, it's just like, if, first of all, how did people get the speculation just because it's a case? I, I kind of understand, but it's kind of stupid at the same time. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like you see, it's just merchandising, you know? Yeah. Like, like if you're it, an Overwatch I, fan and you play Nintendo games. Then again, I don't know. I don't want to be a dick because also at the same token, it's like, it's like, it's like anytime we saw anything that was like Blizzard related, we got something more than that. Like w- way back, they they like it was like a, a leak that there was going to be Overwatch toys, and they was like, nah, they're not going to do that. And now there's Overwatch Legos, there's Overwatch like Mc, is it McFarland, McFarland makes toys, and then like there's like these Hasbro's making these amazing toys and shit like that. So it's like, you can't really like blame anybody for thinking that because anytime there was something of like, anytime somebody like saw something, it came to fruition, especially with Overwatch. Um, Even like most of the rumors and shit, like um, 
like some people were like, oh, this is gonna be this, and like, yeah, like especially when um, like when Anna came out, everyone was like, oh, that's Sombra, and it's like, yeah, it wasn't Sombra, but at least we still got a new hero that utilized a skin that was being leaked around. So I guess it, it's it's fair to just be like, hey, like I guess it's gonna happen. I don't know how I feel about it because, like, I feel like I mean, I don't want I don't want Overwatch on the Switch, but like, and I don't think it's really gonna happen. But I can see why people would think like something big is gonna happen, um, because of just the past with Overwatch and like something happened, like a little leak happens, and all of a sudden it 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 actually it actually is something. And I look at it more so like that's. Yes, it's money for both of them, but because I'm pr- I'm like a hundred percent sure when I say this that Overwatch's player base is there's more people on PC, mm. and you know you play a PC, you play a uh, console, but having it on the Switch, which is more of a I guess it's a balance of on the go and at home playing, mm. but what I noticed is when Switch games, you lower the, the visual quality of the game, but like you said on top of that, like, if there's no good connection and you're trying to play in public, like, I, like does the like does the Switch have, like, a, like, a LTE or 4G, like, network, or is it all Wi-Fi based? It's all Wi-Fi based. Okay, so that means you have to have Wi-Fi, so you probably can play, what, like, in a Starbucks. But then... Just a bunch of nerds playing Overwatch. Yeah, and well, I can. I mean, I can see people being like at like Waypoint Cafe, like playing Overwatch because there's a Wi-Fi network there. But I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, because my thing is, is like again, if the Switch is focused on the playing, you know, taking your home gaming with you, like on the go, that's not really a game you can play without Wi-Fi. Yeah. So it's like, what would be the purpose of that? Now, yeah, it, I could see the incentive of like just having it and being able to play with Wi-Fi and the weird shit that they would be able to get away with, like with selling stuff Overwatch wise, because Nintendo's a massive like fan base is like massive. Mm. But with that speculation, I I personally don't see it coming to uh, the switch. I wouldn't be surprised if it did because of how much stuff is getting pushed to the Switch, but I don't Mm. think gameplay-wise that would be the best. Like, I'm not saying the game won't work on Switch. Like, if anything, that's probably one of the games that would work on Switch. I just don't see it being the type of, like, you know, 6v6 online battle arena style. Like, I just don't see that getting pushed. Mm. But, you know, this also could be another, if it does, it could be in like another marketing tool for the 2v2 and like a new way of playing their esports. Like it's really, there's a lot they could do that they would monetize from it, but I just don't think it would be the best idea personally. I'm not like the business major, so I don't know. But personally, I just don't think it would work. Mm. So moving on from that, which, part of which by the way, we don't, which by the way, we don't fucking need Overwatch because we got, we got a new game coming out on Friday. Y'all ready? Astro Train, dropping Astro Chain, not Train Chain. It's dropping. Y'all fucking play it. Polygon's calling it the best new Nintendo franchise since Splatoon. Like, 
fucking I'm ready Friday. That's where I'm going to be. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I'm ready. I want some fucking anime-ass games on my Switch. I don't fucking want Overwatch. You know, you I just played play the fu- shit out of Fire Emblem? Isn't that like an I anime just, game? I just played the shit out of it. I want more! So just play through it again. All right, listen. I've played through it twice already. But don't you have to play like four times to pick like the houses or something? Three times. There's three houses. The game is called Fire Emblem Three Houses. Listen, I played one Fire Emblem. Don't remember which one it was or how long ago. So get off my why case, would, brother. Why, why would you never play? You should play it more. Fire Emblem's an amazing... Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, I can actually answer that really quick. Uh, I never know which one to play. I feel like Fire Emblem is like uh, Final Fantasy where you just like you have to play the right one for you to get invested into the, the franchise. And then on top of that, I just... Ne- like, I just never knew which one to play, I guess. Yeah. Low-key, guys, uh, quick hot tip if you're trying to make if you're trying to make money. If you have that Fire Emblem that came out for the GameCube, it's going for, like, 400 bucks right now. If you're trying to make money. Wait, you're trying to sell a Fire Emblem game. Motherfuckers are still out here trying to buy, like, Smash Brothers Melee on GameCube. That's, like, impossible to find. Yeah, I was just saying, like, it, people are selling Fire Emblem. I forgot what it's called for the GameCube for, like, 400 bucks. Like some girl that I know, she was like, "Hey, anybody want to buy my copy? A hundred bucks!" And everybody was like, "Yo, I'll take that right now!" And, and then she like sold it, and then she, lo and behold, found out that they were selling it on eBay for like four hundred bucks. Salty. I don't know. Whatever, money's money, my guy. No, I'm just saying the fact that it she could have gotten more. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we were getting into the New York coach for Call of Duty League, right? The franchise league. And moving into Nate shot. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. I think I think the biggest thing right now is that I think I feel like a lot of people and so the idea is that he called Nate shot basically said getting into the call he's cautious about it. And I can understand why. I think a lot of people are starting to think that the the Call of Duty League is going to be like Overwatch League and that they think that it's gonna be just as successful. And I gotta be honest, I don't know if it's gonna be that successful, as successful as the Overwatch League. I think it's gonna draw an audience, but I don't know if people are gonna be like as hyped as they are about it. Um, why, why do you say that? I just feel like the I, the Call of Call of Duty, I feel like isn't as inclusive as Overwatch because I feel like Overwatch is one of those games that, regardless of your gender, race, age, you can get into. And I feel like Call of Duty is very specified. Like, they never kind of branch it so that it's inclusive to people. Like, it's like, we're we're that game. We're like, the game. We're the alpha male game. And it's like, Overwatch is just like, hey, we're here to have fun. Like, come and join, come and watch. And somebody is probably going to be like, hey, fuck you. I'm a, I'm, I'm a this, I'm a that. And, and I, I love Call of Duty. It's like, cool. But I feel like marketing-wise, it's not geared towards a big community. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like it's not going to be as big as Overwatch League. So pretty much what you're saying is Call of Duty is full of fuckboys and Overwatch League is family friendly. Cool. Got yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty Call of Duty is for white for white for white boys who who drink uh white claws on the weekends. Ooh. Uh, I don't know about white claws. They might go a little harder than that, but nah, I man. get what you're saying. No, nah, man. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. All right, get out. <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I look from that clip of Nate Shot saying that he's cautiously optimistic 
um, about the franchising. What I got from that was he he's essentially not afraid of the franchising of Call of Duty because that's like to, to a minor, very, very minor extent. That's what Call of Duty World League was already. Right. Um, I mean, it still had the grassroots and anyone could come in and compete. It wasn't like city based, but it still had like that franchise feel when it came to tournaments. Yeah. But from what I took away from the clip w- with him saying that is every team that's a part of uh, Overwatch League is branched from an, uh, an org with a different type of branding. Right. So, you know, there was Optic and then you have Houston Outlaws. There's Team Envy. Then you have Dallas Fuel. Um, You have. Who? uh, What is it? Genji. And then they're like Dynasty. Um, Who 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 did Energy end up buying? They were. I can't remember. NRG Shock. It was Shock. Okay, yeah, Shock. And then LA Valiant was essentially mortals. Like you guys get what I'm saying, right? So yeah. what he what I took away from that was he's saying like he doesn't want to mess with a hundred thieves branding. Like Blizzard what it seemed like he was saying was Blizzard's not gonna let him come in and say, Here's a hundred thieves. Mm. It has to be here's something from this city based type of thing we're doing like you can't say we're 100 thieves of los angeles like it doesn't have a ring to it yeah you know what i mean like and it would have to be almost like a complete rebranding rebranding yeah well they would want to build it back up yeah they would want it to be like we're the colorado whatevers yeah like i don't know why i picked colorado it'd have to be like we're the tallahassee thieves or something like you know what i mean oh that sounded good actually shit look at you (laughs) and Yo, 103s, you need a brand manager for your Call of Duty team? What's up? Yo, come talk to us. Tell Good Game, do us part. We got you. Troy and Henry, let's work something out, Nate Shot. But no, it's um, what it seemed like was he was saying, like, it's just like he doesn't, he him doing that, he risks losing um, some identity of what 100 Thieves is and is supposed to be. Right. Like, essentially, at this point, like, 100 Thieves. I guess you could say optic to some extent and phase clan they're they're not just these esports orgs anymore like optic is on the closer side to it but if you say lifestyle brands i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this podcast no i i don't want to call it that but that's what they're calling themselves so i don't know what else to say but a hundred thieves in my eyes is slowly starting to mirror what phase clan is Mm. Like it's not just esports focus. Like there's got to be branding of everything, and you have to bring in all these famous faces, and you know have conversations and talk to all these well-known people. I mean, again, they're all in LA, but it's like the clothing, you know, we the, the type of shoes you wear. Like it's this whole like group of people kind of mirroring each other. And I think as much as much as I don't want to hear it, it is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to avoid saying it, but it's it's lifestyle. And with him branching into the Overwatch League and trying to, or not Overwatch League, into the Call of Duty League without an Overwatch team already established, 
mm. he loses part of 100 Thieves. And I think that's why he hasn't been eager to step into that space, especially mm. because I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, they're now already two L.A. teams. So that means yeah. he would be a third stepping in. Um I can't remember who they are. It's oh, it's Optic LA and who the guys that own Gladiators that were trying mm. to buy Echo Fox. Sentinels, Sentinels. Yeah. Which they didn't end up by the way for quick uh Echo Fox watch update. They didn't end up buying Echo Fox because of Sentinels in that lawsuit saying like, "Hey, you guys couldn't make that deal without us or without informing me." And then they like backed out of the deal. So that never happened. So real quick, Riot is looking for someone to purchase Echo Fox and they're stepping in to handle the auction of that team. But yeah, pretty much. Quick Echo Fox watch. (laughs) But that's pretty much what I think Nate Shot was saying was he was like, look, I'm 100 Thieves, um, you know, all the way through in and out. By the way, in and out trash. Um. He's, Do not get thieves. me started in that. Don't. He's 100 we... I only I said that because you tweeted it and I wanted to respond and be like, "Fam, you're late to the party." Um Let's yeah. let's finish talking about this and then I'll go on my rant about in and out. Well, that, that's this. the end of it. He I, I I think he's too much of invested in 100 Thieves, you know, branding and entering into Call of Duty and knowing how Blizzard's going to operate. They're going to make him change everything. He's not going to be able to rep the jerseys that he wants or design the jerseys that he wants. Um, he's not going to be able to use 100 Thieves and drive the traffic to them, even though people will know that the team is 100 Thieves. But again, different marketing approach. So I think he's trying to avoid it. And that was his nice way of saying, I'm not skeptical of the Call of Duty League, but Blizzard can fuck off because I'm 100 Thieves and they're not going to make me change. Hmm. Pretty much. Now, into in and out not gamer related. No. I was going to talk about something else, but yes. In oh. and out fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, they they're they're terrible. As I'm as I'm eating a 98 92% cacao chocolate cuz I have good taste. In and out fucking trash, guys. Listen, you're going to ruin any LA fan base that we have. But I'm I don't give a shit. Your fries out. are your fries are cold. They fucking look like noodle. They're like dry cold noodles. I don't even care if you get them animal style. It doesn't save that shit. Your burgers are average at fucking best. Five guys can do a way better burger, yo. Come on, man. As my grandma says, don't wake them up. Cover them up. <laughs> okay. Like, listen. I challenge anybody. Anybody. Tweet at me. At H Frank. Three C's. H-F-R-A-N-C-C-C. Tweet at me. If you have some kind of compelling argument why in and out is good. And and do not get I'm not talking about the actual work environment. Like I've heard it's great, they get good benefits, they get good pay, whatever. Like I've heard all that good shit. Talk to me about the food. It's not good. That's my argument. It's not good. It tastes like trash. Listen, the burgers man, are average at I'm best. right there with you. Like I the for me, in and also, and also, and also, and also, in and out. Y'all need to do a better job of like, real like, of of like just. No, I don't know what I was gonna say. I just I'm still traumatized because when I was in LA, like three homeless dudes like 
like approached us when we were sitting at in and out at, at a table inside and they just kept harassing us for money and no one did anything and we just kept being like no nah, man we, we just bought food and they were like so give us some of your food and we we're just like uh, what and they're like so yeah fine then give us money new yorkers should have came out at you and just played and i tried you know what i tried so hard and then my friend's new yorker came out and they like they were like oh you don't gotta get aggressive damn we're, we're hungry we're just homeless people we don't got money and like then they made us feel bad and they like walked away and i was like how do we feel bad after that <laughs> uh we can say on call of duty though uh mm. let's discuss their structure for the contracts or the team rosters and speaking going into of, 2020 and speaking of fucking uh what? all right so basically hold on speaking, wait what did you hear what you just of, said i said i was trying to say speaking of fucking health benefits but i just oh. stopped <laughs> so the one thing i, I really want to get into and I really like hearing it. Troy's done. He's like, he's like, yo. Speaking you, of fucking, because you took uh, the longest pause, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where he's going with this. I don't know where he's going with this. So what I really enjoy is the is this this little blurb is uh, from uh, Dexter. Uh, Dexter, De- why can't I say it? Dexter. Thank you. I just okay. The newly require uh, teams to field a minimum of seven players with a maximum of ten members. With every player contract, there will be a league minimum base salary of fifty thousand USD per year, health care, benef- care benefits, and retirement benefits, which is what I fucking love to hear. Give these kids a fucking four hundred one k. Give them a four hundred three b. Give them some shit. Give them some fucking dental. Give them eye care. That's like, I feel like that's the biggest that thing. Most. That's what I said. That's like the biggest thing you need in like you get healthcare benefits. Cool. I can go to an ER and pay 50 bucks. Cool. But how much am I paying for these eye exams? Are, is it free? Am I getting a lot? So I gotta know. But in I all seriousness, question for you, like, since you're I, a nurse though, right? Real quick. And this is so random. I just thought about it. How yeah. come dental isn't covered in health insurance? Uh, I, I mean, I have dental, but it's like I had to pay extra. Hmm. Um, I don't know actually. That's a very good point because like, uh, like there's always like three levels of health insurance for me uh, for that I've always noticed uh, whatever nursing job I work and it's always base healthcare like if like if you're in the hospital, doctor's appointments, specialist, blah blah, blah. and then it's like healthcare plus dental and then it's like healthcare, dental, and eye and like it was always treated as separate things and I was always like that's fucking weird. But like, if you ever realize, like most eyeglasses plays, even if you have eye thing, they probably don't take your eye care. Like it's the fucking weirdest thing. They probably don't take your eye insurance. They're just like, oh, because and a lot of them say it's because, um, and this is from somebody when I was getting my eye checked, they were like, oh, because we don't get enough payout from the eye insurance plan, so we so so we don't accept it usually. And I was just like, so because you're not making money from the insurance company that I already paid for, you're just not gonna accept my insurance. Cool, that sounds totally legitimate. Sounds about right, it's the medical field. It's healthcare, but, um, so uh, going a little bit more into, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, going more into the, the, um, the roster sort of things. So of course, uh, this the pro pro the the signing period will begin actually this September, right? September, like yeah. next week or um, something like that. Yeah, Labor Day weekend, September third of twenty nineteen. There will be an opening 
an open signing window for all pro players, which pretty much means that the people that are in this league or the orgs that are now in this league will be able to negotiate with you know orgs that are not in the league already to sign players and orgs who did make it into the league or paid to be into the league um, can sign to re, uh, re-sign their players. Mm. I will say, though, the biggest thing about this whole entire Call of Duty league is the I'm kind of sad that the fact these dudes make 20000 more dollars than I do. Are you really going to hate me? Why? Because of how much you make? I don't make any money. I don't know what to talk about. I don't have a job. I'm an enigma. Okay, well, yeah. I already knew you made a lot of money, so I have been hated you. But <laughs> So the other thing that I really like is teams are required to distribute at least 50% of their prize pool earnings to players directly, which is very similar, of course, to the Overwatch League, um, where it was, I believe it was 50% of the prize pool from whatever they win goes directly to the players, which I really enjoy. Um, and I think it's also a little bit better because I think... Uh, I, I think the other thing is what I like is all pro player contracts will be guaranteed contracts. Thus, any team that drops a player from the roster without cause is required to pay out the player's remaining salary, which I don't think, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Overwatch League is required to pay that player's remaining salary. I think they're required to, uh, I think they're required to help them, like, if, like it's their responsibility if the player wants to continue playing in the league to help them find a team, but I don't think they're required to actually play, to pay out the player's remaining salary. Which I think that, mm-hmm. like, clause right there totally makes work being, like, uh, like work uh, playing in the CWL, like, uh, like a very beneficial thing. Because it's like, sometimes, if, if you just... You know, if you're not playing well, you know, sometimes it happens. But the idea that, like, it's just like, hey, here's your money. Um, another thing, which I think you might think, like, is a little interesting, is all all teams may offer their players housing in the form of a suitable place to live or cash stipend, but are not required to do so. If the, if a team does not offer housing, it must submit a plan to the league office using how it will assist its players in finding housing during the season. The league does not require that the players live in the cities they represent. You know what that means? No fucking team houses. If, if You don't need a team house. How do you feel about that? <sighs> don't fucking sigh. I just gave... I feel like that was some good fucking news. It, it's good because it's coming from, from the tournament organizer, right? They're pretty much saying like, hey, all these guys don't have to live in the same house. Um, you know, and if they choose not to, you have to help them. That's all good from the tournament organizer. But it depends on how much of like this rule Blizzard is going to enforce. And on top of that, it's still up to the tour or the uh, excuse me, the organizer. Now, I don't know how much money these organizers were able to bring in from you know, Overwatch League and whatever esports endeavors they have. So mm. I am happy that it's not a requirement. And I know that some of these guys probably will, uh, you know, may live in a different house um, or an apartment, you know, if they have family or a girlfriend or whatever, they're not required to all live together. Cool. I'm just worried about like how much of this rule Blizzard is going to enforce 
and again what shadiness will come out of the org actually helping their player because they can mm-hmm. be like hey we've been giving them a stipend or blah 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 whatever and then it could like come out and be like actually i've been paying for my apartment or my housing completely from my my winnings you know what i mean like it's not because i feel like the step that they're trying to take is be again with the franchising is taking like a step of a traditional sports you know like a player go moves to say for example in the nba they're moving from uh like kevin durant he has to move from essentially like sacramento or north cal to somewhere in brooklyn or in new york in general mm. Like he has a team and management that and all that that will help him find a place to live. But like that's not new to him because he's been playing basketball forever. I think with a lot of these guys and, you know, any females this may apply to, this will all be new. Like it could be new for them, you know, moving out for the first time or having to know, put down a down payment for a house or, um, you know, a uh deposit for an apartment like how much is their org going to help them with that mm. and how is it going to be enforced by the tournament organizer because they could say again they could just say we're helping them hey they they're moving this apartment but they're not really doing anything from their back end like who's enforcing that from the organizer perspective or from blizzard right, to right. make sure it's greater way now this is just me being skeptical like of course, Overwatch right now works well. I don't know how many of them are in team houses, but that's also why I said, like, it kind of bothers me with I don't know how it's going to be enforced because I feel like, from what I remember, most of the Overwatch guys are in a team house. I don't think a lot of them live on their own. So it's like, why wouldn't the the orgs just do this exact same thing and there's have all of them live in the same city? Well, I think it's also to to maybe um, avoid burnout, like to avoid like having because it's a fear of like maybe so like oh you know you go home you play you go home to your team house you're surrounded by video games you're surrounded by your your essentially your job and uh, and you kind of start to get tired of it and it kind of drags down on you it doesn't feel as fun anymore so maybe the idea is it's just like okay you could go to your you go, you go, you know, you do your practice, whatever, and then you go home and you have your own space that isn't related to Call of Duty. I think yeah. that's the idea of it. Well, and again, a lot of these orgs are starting to build, um, you know, facilities, like a facility headquarters. Yeah, like a la Gen G. But then you have like San Francisco Shock. They have this big mansion and like the whole, basically their living room is basically their practice room. Yeah, and 100 Thieves essentially did the same thing with their like lead team prior to them announcing that they built a space that will be, you know, a headquarters. They're, they're like a, a separate part of like their biggest house that was like workspace essentially. Yeah. And now, now, you know, now you, if you have, <laughs> I'm going to make a joke then hundred thieves. Now their players are going to stay there late for work because they got stuck in LA traffic. <laughs> that. Hmm. <laughs> as much as that, could be a joke that could be a legit thing and that could be another reason why they have team houses because they're like hey we can just stuff them in a van and then if all of them are late it's not like one person is late you know what I mean they just didn't get up and weren't on time for practice or scrims which is still possible and you hear things about that like that but 
Yeah. That that's just I'm just skeptical of how it's gonna be enforced from Blizzard's end. Um and in, in regards to helping the players. That's all I'm worried about. Other right, than that, right, like right. I'm happy. Like, yeah. Let don't require them to stay in a house. And that's and that's the weird thing that is being mentioned too, is I don't think it's ever been a requirement from like the tournament organizers in mm-hmm. for them to be in the same house. I think it's only been the team or well, I was, I was gonna like, say, you I guys think have to live together. I think it's the team. It's like it's like the idea of convenience. This is all our people are here. We can keep tabs on everyone. Everyone goes to practice. It's a little bit easier, but boom. <sighs> you know? Yeah, but again, I don't think it's ever been enforced by the leagues. It's only been enforced by like the owners and the team management. Right, like, right, right. No no right. no tournament or like it doesn't affect them in any way. Right. Because again, they're just there to put on a show. Yep. Uh there's some other what stuff else? in here about like I was say what what else do you what else are you digging about the, the the new contracts and the player rosters and all that? Talk to me. Um I like that they're gonna have like a like a transfer window, the whole signing window. I think that's really dope. And they're kind of taking away from soccer. Um I like, or I Big don't bucks. like the fact that it says like, even though the teams have always been responsible for this. Well, it does actually. I take that back. It says the league office will support players and teams in this process as needed, and that's making reference to uh, visa paperwork. So yeah, I thought it was gonna say only the team. Like it's always been the team. See, that's the thing about them announcing this stuff, right? A lot of the stuff they're announcing. It's never really been up to the tournament organizer. I don't know why I keep saying that word wrong. Like certain things was never like they didn't have to rely on it. So now it's like they're kind of stating it ahead of time. So people can't be like, hey, you guys should help us. They could be like, no, no, no. We told you guys ahead of time, like, this is what we can help you with. And this is what we won't. Or we never well, said we'll help with. Well, yeah, I think it's the idea of also it's like it's the idea of. If any, if there's any problems in the future, when can these teams go to the organization for help? And it's like, well, you know what? The rules already said we said up initially, this is something we can't help you with. Or, hey, thanks for coming. Like, yeah, we can totally help you with this, and this is how we're gonna help you. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's what it is, and I think it's like, and I think I think one of the biggest takeaways is like, is this the first time we've seen like a, a like a like an org or not an org, but just like a, a league just being like, it's like, Hey, if you can't solve this, we can't help you with this. Let's fucking solve it yourself. Like outright, which, and that's always been the case is that usually it's these, these organizations, these tournaments are like, Hey, like we can't help you solve it yourself. But this, I think this is the first time that they're outright being like, yeah, no, this is what we can and can't help you with. Yeah. And the other thing that I like about, um, with this is the, uh, the buyout fees that they have no minimum, but they yeah. cap out at a hundred percent. So you can't be like overselling a player just because, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like, Oh, we're going to sell him for, you know, 150% for what he's worth. Like yeah. it's, you can sell him at a hundred percent or less, but like no more. So essentially orgs can't rob other orgs for a player that they don't deem valuable. When it comes yeah. to buying them out, 
But that's all you know, I got it's for good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting comparing the Call of Duty League to the Overwatch League because I feel like are there are there really roles in Call of Duty compared to Overwatch League like as much like is it kind of like oh I want to sign him like you don't you're not signing someone because you heard that the best tank player you know you're not signing someone because you heard you know what I'm saying well you kind of get what I'm saying COD does have like a meta sort of like they do have roles but it's not the same way as in Call of Duty like explain in, in Overwatch League. Ex- Explain it's, to me, Papi. It's like we- be Papi. I think it's like weapon classes. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Certain certain people will play a certain weapon type or like a certain uh, character class, like specialty. I think they're called the specialist. Yeah. Yeah, they're called specialists, and I think they play like those certain type of specialists, and that's what they consider like their roles. Like I think right. it's like AR. Slayer, like they they have roles, but it's not like super defined. Like looking at it, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, not like Overwatch like, where you're like, okay, this person's taking a lot of damage, this person's healing. Like COD's not like that. Like just at a glance, you wouldn't know that, but there are those roles that are there. Right, right, okay. But mm. yeah. All right, so, so so that's enough. Comment. All in all, all in all, we're we're I'm 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 I guess I'll go with Nate shots. I'm. I'm optimistically excited. Uh, really, what I'm more so hoping with is I'm hoping for some more dope events um, from like Anbox and stuff because they're representing New York. They're representing New York CWL and OWL. So I can't wait to go to some events and shit and see some shit pop off. Yeah, well, and you well, know, for you, DC team. So I guess I'll have to for come you back up to New York for you. Totally, you could totally see that that DC team. Just kidding, you don't have one. Hey, didn't your uh, New York team just like lose this past weekend? Is that what yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's what. Yeah, they went one and one. You know, they won so, one game. They lost one. Game. Do you want to get into the big the big Spider Man talk, or do you want to talk <laughs> about? Whoa, bless you! I tried to sneeze away from the mic. I'm sorry. You're allergic to Spider Man. Just say it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Or before we dig into that, we could talk about your boy, your boy being in NBA 2K. Do you know what I'm talking about? L O V E. Oh my god, he doesn't even remember his damn song. Uh, Idris Elba. Oh yeah, Idris Elba is uh yes, Idris Elba isn't it? But I'm more so fucking excited for Jesus and Mero, the Bodega Boys, fucking repping the BX all day. They are in the game as well. Like. Yeah, you thought I was going to be all hyped about each other. Nah, man, it's all about Jesus and Mero. Well, I thought you were going to be hype about him because all you did was play that damn song at PAX East for like almost a damn day. Love to the love to the undefined. I don't remember how it goes. Exactly. That's why I'm like, oh, Henry's going to be hyped for this. I'm actually hyped to see the story. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I saw Hobbs and Shaw and it's really just fucking Idris Elba the entire movie just being like, I'm Black Superman, or you can't fuck with me. Like, it's literally the entire movie is just him just talking shit. That's the whole movie. It's him talking shit, and The Rock and Jason Stata being like, you're right. Fuck, we suck. And then the end of the movie, they finally win. And they don't even really win. It's like... You better yeah. not spoil it on here. Not for me, but just for anyone who might be listening. It's it's just it's just like... It's just it's basically the whole movie is just, I would just talk a smack, and I love it, and I'm here for it. 
Uh, but I did, but now I do remember. And now all the flashbacks of we, of me watching Charlie Charlie Ao while we were in Boston for Paxies. Like I would wake up in the morning, watch like three episodes or two episodes, and then like we'd go about our business, and then we'd come home before a party, and I'd just play that fucking song, and you guys would be like, "What the fuck, Henry?" Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, real quick on that, I'm just I actually like the career mode in like sports games but the acting is always terrible and the um, story is usually bad yeah. but FIFA did a pretty good job when it came to like um the hunt uh I forgot what his name first name is but you essentially pick your role you know position that you want to play but you play the character and it tells like essentially the same story so I'm excited yeah. to see what like LeBron James came up with because he and his entertainment team are the guys who like essentially wrote the my career story so I'll be in. I like. I want to see it, and I hope it's not as bad as like. Was it eighteen or nineteen? One of them was really bad. Um, didn't oh god, didn't Spike Lee do something? I think he did eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Did he? I thought he did like sixteen. It was, it was within. It's gotta bother me now. It was like between sixteen and eighteen. I think I want to say it now was I gotta look eighteen it up. or seventeen. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. It was uh, uh, yeah, because literally the first article when I typed in Spike Lee NBA 2K, it was like, NBA 2K16, how Spike Lee didn't do the right thing. With living the dream, fame director fumbled to craft a good story for classic hoops franchise. Yeah, but that's not, that's all I want to say. Shout out to LeBron James and his entertainment company for directing that. Shout out to Egypt right. for being in it. Shout out to Deezus and Meryl Bodega Boys. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but let's get into Spider-Man. Even though it's not a hundred right. video game so, focus, but all right, it is. so a couple of things I have to say. Um, I, I just I feel like like a lot of people were like, "Yo, Sony's piece of shit," but it's like also like Disney was also like kind of pushing some stuff. So I I don't know, and 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 the idea of also is like it that deal fell through, and now the idea of Sony acquiring Insomniac Games, and I feel like the only reason they did that. Was so they could have so they could fucking take fuck to make a uh, like a Spider Man game, you know what I'm saying? Well, they they already did make a Spider Man game. No, like a Spider Man uh, two game. Well, that was bound to happen because Spider Man, the previous Spider Man game sold so well, like that. If you don't make a sequel, you're nuts for one. But True. let's not forget the announcement of them buying Insomnia came first. Yeah. Then the fallout with Disney happened. So essentially what happened was they prepped everyone with good news because when they announced that everyone was hyped, like, yeah, that means we're officially getting a Spider-Man 2. Like, it's going to be so hype. Like, let's go. Let's go, Sony. And then they're like, yo, we're also taking all the rights away from Disney. So, like, he's hours, hours. And then it flipped and everyone was like, we got to kill Sony, which is, to me, it's a little, not weird, but it was like, it literally showed you the extremes well, of both well, sides. Of well, again, it's the idea. And I think it, it's just in general that, that people, you know, not just white people, mostly white people, uh, think that Marvel and Disney can do no wrong. And it's the idea of like, they can't do anything wrong. They're Disney. They're Marvel. They they gave us the Avengers. They gave us this. They gave us that. And oh, they can't do any wrong. And it's like, 
They can. Did 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 you guys forget about like fucking? Did you guys forget about fucking uh the original Daredevil? Did you forget about how they fucking they because they wanted their own shit on Disney Plus? They ended amazing shows like Daredevil, like Luke Cage, like not Iron Fist, Iron fuck Iron Fist, um, <laughs> like like Jessica Jones. They ended that shit like because they were selfish and wanted their own shit. Because but they wanted isn't that money. Good bu- isn't that good business practice from their end? Hey, let's take back what is it's ours, good. Like bi- our, it's like it's our, good. Our, our, our rights, and put it on our platform, so we're not giving someone else money. Like they're obviously gonna. If they don't bring those shows back, that's when I think people should be like, "You they're guys not. are idiots." They're, they're gonna not. bring those shows back. They, they have to. Hundred percent not. What? Because you know why? What are they gonna do you, if they don't bring those shows you know, back? Because you know why? Because what are they? What's their new dark and edgy series? Moon Knight. Because they just re, they just fucking launched Moon. They just announced Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a darker character than the Punisher, than Daredevil, than than any of the Defenders. Because he's a fucked up individual who has multiple personality disorder that also just like has done a lot of fucked up shit in his life. That's okay. how they're gonna spin their well, dark let me ask this. world. Let me ask this. You know that that character is dark. And people who are invested in that character and know Marvel know that it's a dark character, right? What about the general public who gives two shits about any of the in-depth Marvel characters and they only know them because they were in an Avengers movie or because the shows popped off and it's cool to know and these that's, Marvel and characters? That, and, and that's what they're going to do. They're, they're, they're not going to bring it back because they're going to use all these new Disney Plus series to be like, hey, remember all those fucking shows on Netflix? Forget about them. We got our shit here. Buy our shit. Give us money, please. And I'm, I'm the first to admit, I'm going to fucking buy a Disney Plus thing. You know why? Not even because of Marvel. Not even because of Spider-Man. Well, not Spider-Man. Um, not even because of Moon Knight. Not even because of fucking Miss Marvel or, or She-Hulk or fucking Captain America or, or sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, no, no. I'm buying it because we're getting fucking a new fucking Star Wars show. We're getting the Mandalorian. We're getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I'm going to fucking shell that shit out because Disney knows that Disney's, yeah, they're doing good practices, but essentially they are a little greedy. They wanted more money and they wanted more money for Sony from from Spider-Man. And Sony was like, listen, we kind of had these rights for a very long time. I know, you know, we did. To, I know you you came in and you saved it and you made it good, but like, Come on, let's let's keep up this partnership the way it's been, and maybe like a little little split season. Like Disney was like, no, we want it all. And a lot of people are, don't want to see that they were greedy, and the reason why the Disney, the Disney the deal fell through was not because of Sony, but because it was because of Marvel. Well, uh, it was I rather. I don't think that. I don't. Think, so. I don't blame Sony at all. I just think. I, uh, I'm saying. That... I'm saying. In general, a lot of people blame sony and they're like go after sony they're fucking terrible people and it's like no maybe disney is kind of the terrible people maybe like we've all haven't realized all these fucking franchises are being absorbed by disney and being absorbed like very like think about the amount of things that are being absorbed right now by disney think of the things that disney owns shit things that used to be independent and had their own thing that it because of economic recession and 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 almost and borderline economic depression went through it and and Disney just came along and they were like hey hey you, you want you want some of that you want some of that sweet sweet cocaine aka you know you know fans and viewers we'll buy you we'll give you a way out 
Hang on. Uh, give me one. Give me one second. Hang on. Hang. Hold that thought. Are you on the phone? No, I was totally just talking to 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 save dead space. Um, but you're gonna edit it out anyway, so you don't have to listen to that part. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, shit, just, on the phone. It's just uh, me bullshitting to the audience and being like, "What are you guys listening to?" But anyways, you're gonna edit that part out. So as I was saying, it's just the idea of like a lot of people like fail to be to like see like this is kind of just like this like conglomerate that's just absorbing all these little guys because of the fact they they see these people struggling and they're like, "Hey, we're going to help you." No, 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 no. They're not helping. They're they're overtaking and they're absorbing so they become more powerful and they become a monopoly. Um <clears throat> But hey, you know what? Fuck me, right? Disney can do no wrong. You know? Fucking, you know what? Fuck and listen. I love fucking Disney. I love going to Disney. I love going to Disney and but there's a lot of people who especially people in the West Coast who literally go to Disney like twice a week or not twice a week but like once every other week just to go and those are those people that are like they can't do any wrong they they have magic and magical hope and stuff like that and i'm like i don't know it's fine see that's my, my two thing, cents on all that see i agree with some of that i i don't think i don't think disney is wrong for absorbing all this stuff like again that's business they've always been a monopoly their goal is to make money I mean, absolutely, that's what I'm saying, but I'm also just saying that a lot of people fail to see that Disney's a cutthroat business, that they are cutthroat business people, that they see them as like these, we're magical people creating dreams. No, 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 y'all are making money. Just say you're making money. That's okay. Just say you wanted more money. That's okay. And now you have Kevin Feige being like, oh, it was never meant to be. It was never meant to happen in the long run. My mans, you pushed for a whole Spider-Man Far From Home movie that basically set up Peter Parker as the new Iron Man, the new bridging connecting. Listen, all I'm saying is Disney is not dumb enough to pull all their successful shows from Netflix to make a streaming service to say, hey, we're not bringing those characters back. I'm just saying they're not no going to do it. I'm just saying they're going to use all these. New, I'm just saying. Okay, this is listen, my, listen, listen. No, 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 no. I, I get what you're saying, right? But listen, they're making a streaming service and essentially forcing everyone to go to it. The people are going to essentially, the, the when I say people, I'm not talking about like the super nerds who enjoy anything Marvel, the people that you say who ignore Disney. I'm talking about the just the generic people who like jumped on the Avengers bandwagon because at some point it got super cool. And those people who got invested in those Netflix shows, they're literally going to Disney Plus in hopes that those shows are going to get revived. And that's where they're going to be able to see anything and everything Marvel that they loved previously. Will will some of those people probably unsubscribe if those shows aren't on there? Yeah. Will, Will majority of them stay if they're not on there? Yeah, because there's too much within that package. But I think also, Disney uh, loses so much money if they don't bring those characters back. Also, Disney already canceled one of their fucking shows that's going to be on Disney Plus. Which one? It's not. It's one of the. It's one of the ones that talks about like the villains of the Sinister Disney Six? world. No, no, one of the villains of the Disney world, not Marvel. Oh. They already canceled it. They had a whole writers' room full that were up, and they've been writing and shit for thirteen weeks now, and they canceled it because they were like, "Oh shit, seems too dark." If they canceled a Disney show before it even started production because it was too dark, what makes you think they won't? They won't keep fucking Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones canceled. Because they canceled it 
first of all, it wasn't canceled. They pulled it from Netflix. That's li- it was canceled. They literally canceled it. They, they because they were trying. They, that was the only way to get it off of Netflix to break the contract. True, but think about it. They still they did cancel it. If they canceled a show that was in pre-production for being too dark, do you really think they could? They'll bring back a series, bring back a series that, especially Daredevil, we had the fucking fight, the scene, the first season, that fucking hallway fight is fucking brutal. It's but not like just, the raid. You just said they're not, making a show for a dark character. So why wouldn't yeah. they take cancel the shows to get them off Netflix and break whatever contract and pay out whatever they have to pay? And then not bring them back to their streaming platform. I'm just saying, I'm gonna agree to disagree. I don't think it's coming back. That's 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 what I'm saying. Listen, but man, for real, we we already oh. lost a childish Gambino, Donald Glover inspired uh, Deadpool. If they don't bring those other show back, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be more pissed than me. Just saying. I know that had nothing to do with nothing, but so he, you're still salty about that, huh? I get you on that one because that would have been great. Um, but I, but I'm happy to agree to disagree. I think the shows will come back, and the cancellations were solely to get them off Netflix. You think they're done forever, correct? Absolutely. So, what do you think uh, the guy that played the Punisher is going to go do now? John Bernthal. Yeah, you think he's going to be in the like next Kojima game? <laughs> um. I can see it. No, he's in fucking the. He's in the new Ghost Recon. That's true. He's in uh, what is it? Fucking Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Is it Breakpoint? It is Breakpoint. I think it's Breakpoint. Yeah, he's in it. He's like the leader, or he's like part of the crew, and like it's just essentially every member is like part is like um, it's like the narrative sequel to Ghost Recon Wildlands. But one of the only players from that game is like the one of the guys Nomad, and then he just joins up with this new crew, this new crew of people, and one of them is played by John Bernthal. Entry, which I'm, which I'm still gonna buy. And also, if you guys never played Ghost Recon Wildlands, like it's actually worth it. Like go play with, like get your friends, like get like two friends. You don't even need a bunch of friends. You need like maybe two friends, maybe one. No, not even. You need one. It's just you and your friend just fucking doing dumb shit, killing cartel members. It's fun. When you play with only one person, it feels very much like a la like Army of Two. It feels like an open world Army of Two. I kind of miss that game a little bit. Yeah, so do I. But let's stay on the Sony thing for like a, a little bit more, right? Do you think? Do you think Sony buying Insomnia Games? Insomniac Games was be. Do you think they did that because they knew they weren't going to be able to 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 you know make a deal with Disney? Do you think that was like to react? Part of me, like part of well, well, part of me. Maybe now that we're thinking about it, and we're talking about this. Maybe they were doing that to be like, well, maybe they were doing that essentially to be like, fuck, let's take that away. Let's take away like, like if like if we own Spider Man. Like and we can't, but we can't really do anything because Marvel owns the other people in that Marvel universe. We can at least take away the option of having another Spider-Man game. You know, just to be like, hey, you can't make a Spider-Man game. You don't get any money, Marvel, Disney. And they're and I and honestly, I can see Marvel taking that engine like that, like that's such that clean engine they use to fucking do Spider-Man, 
and just putting into something into like another like Sony game. Maybe we'll get another Uncharted from that. Maybe we'll get like an Uncharted spinoff or an Uncharted reboot or some shit or just some game that like you look at it and you're like, this could have been Spider-Man 2. Like something, anything like that. That's what I'm thinking. Well, Uncharted is what Naughty Dog. I don't think they would acquire Insomnia. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I get what you're saying. But let's buy the developer that had the the most successful Spider-Man game known what to did date. I think, what did I think it was? Never mind. You're right. So that Marvel can't do anything within their power to obtain that. Yeah. Makes sense. And again, because the game was so well and they do a sequel, it's like, well, if our movie sucked, at least we can rely on the game. Because even though everyone's like, cancel Sony, we're boycotting Sony. No, you're not. You most certainly are not. And guess what? If they announce a Spider-Man movie tomorrow, we're all going to see it. Not for the sake of seeing it, but to see if it fails. And That's if you, why. if you, if you, well, to be fair, I think Tom Holland is actually signed to do like another. Venom was trash. Uh, yeah, but they got Andy Serkis for the for the second one. Venom was trash. I, I, I mean, I know, but the sequel might be better. And the fact that she called in the movie, she called them symbiotes, pissed me off a lot. Symbiotes, symbiote. Like, how do you say it? How do you say it? Let me, let me hear it. I don't even remember because I only know symbiote because of how she said it in the movie. Like that's literally ingrained mean, in my head now. You, you mean symbiote? Symbiote. Yeah, I, I'm. I told you what she said in the movie. It was so distracting. It's kind of like with Avatar now. Like I can't say what is Ang. Every time yeah. I, 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 in my you, head, you say Ang. You say Ang. In my head, I say Ang because that that movie was like so terrible, and I'm like, oh, why do they keep saying his name like that? That's wrong. That I forgot how to say it the correct way. Ang, man, it's Ang. Yeah. The Avatar. Fucking Earth. Ang. You know, everything was the same until the Fire Nation attacked. I still make that joke. I still fucking make that joke. At, at, even like in real life, like people will be like da 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 da, and I'll be like, and then the Fire Nation attacked, and they're like, all right, who the fuck is this nerd? I blame Ang for this Popeye's chicken madness. All right, can somebody explain? All right, I listen. This episode. Like, all right, disclaimer, there's not much going on in the world of esports this past couple of weeks. Like, Aside so, from six people getting arrested in Australia for uh, yeah. matchmaking and CSGO, but, you know, who the but fuck besides that, Australia? To besides, oh, my God, you can't <laughs> say that. Why can't we? You can't say that. Mm-hmm. I actually, I fucked with Australia. I, I thought about with Australia, there. too. That was just a joke. I'm just, you know. It's just it's a Australia. prank, bro. It's just a yeah. prank, bro. And then the Fire Nation um, attack. And then the Fire Nation attacked. Um, so there's not much going on in this. So if this episode feels a little more loose and casual and less newsy, um, go fuck yourselves. We do what I want. This is our show. The brand is strong. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> the the good ga- the, the games are good. We go again. Um, but yeah, what the fuck is going on with, with Popeyes? Because my roommate literally is like, he's like, this sandwich has been out for like months. And he's like, I had it like three months ago and it was pretty good. He's like, but now everybody's like, like he was talking about how like down the block from us, like people were lined up around the block at the Popeyes. So what's going on with this? What What is happening? I haven't tried it. Have you tried the sandwich? I haven't. The line's been too long and I, 
love my life too much to waste two hours standing in a Popeye's line. Exactly. Um, essentially, it's, it's a sandwich. You know what? To I'm going to say. Chick-fil-A. But listen, listen. The reason it blew up is literally because of social media. Plain there and simple. Like, people are like, oh, Popeye's has a chicken. And I think it it blew up because of that because people weren't aware that they had a chicken sandwich. So it wasn't like people went to Popeye's and be like, oh, I heard you guys have a chicken sandwich. I'd like to try it. It was like, yo, this is popular. I need to be in because social media is talking about it. So if I haven't had it, I'm not cool and don't fit in. It's literally just social media blowing this up. That's all. So um, I'll, I'll try the chicken sandwich because they haven't said it's exclusive or a limited edition or whatever. So I'll just wait until everyone stops going and they get tired of it and say, hey, I'll go try the chicken sandwich. Remember when KFC came out with the fucking Cheetos? No. Get out. Get out. And right and no one and no one I, I actually ate it. And How it do I turn disgusting. off this mic? How do I turn off this disgusting. mic? We're on Discord, bitch. <laughs> I can still turn off your mic. <laughs> That's true. You can you can mute my mic. Um Why did, I don't wait. Did you bring that up because they were promoting it on Twitch at some point? Yes, and I got and I ate it and I got sick off of it. Serves you fucking right. But here's the thing, guys. Here's so as the great Jesus of Jesus and Marrow says, the best spicy chicken is from Crown Fried Chicken. Except you motherfuckers are too afraid to go get a fucking chicken sandwich behind a shop that has bulletproof bulletproof glass windows. Y'all are too afraid. You guys can't go to Queens. You guys, you guys are just. But let me tell you something. I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Because if you've ever had the spicy chicken sandwich from either Crown Fried Chicken or Kennedy Fried Chicken, that shit slaps. I haven't even tried the fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich. But I, I know it's gonna this be was better. Into that uh, that tweet of the 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 host on the. Oh, the newscaster where he's like, he's like, does that sound like a neighborhood you've never been to? I was like, bro, I'm gonna start saying that to people in esports. Hmm, hmm. What if we like sign an FGC player? Sounds like a place you've never played a fighting game before, huh? Well, like what I was gonna say is, anytime there's like a really good party, I'm gonna just turn around and be like, it (laughs) sounds. I don't even know how to make that work. I'm trying to help me make that work right now. I don't, oh, know, where I don't like, know where you're going with it. Like I'm at like somebody who's like, yo, this after party's lit. And then like, I just want to turn around and be like, oh, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you've never, it sounds been like a you've neighborhood never... with a party. <laughs> like, yeah. Plain all and right. simple. Yeah. You've never been to a neighborhood with a party. Have you like, like, and, and here's my thing. And we, this has been like from since episode one, we are pissed off by after parties. Guys, if you want good after parties, just go to like real parties in like neighborhoods, like especially to like my especially to like my nerds who live like in New York or in Long Island. Go to a party in Ridgewood. Go to a party in Brooklyn. Like Bushwick has legit parties. Like, like go to like a down like a Soho fucking party. Like go to like a bougie bar and experience what that's like. Experience life, you nerds. And also go get a fucking spicy chicken sandwich from from Crown Fried Chicken. And also, hey man, there's a fucking food festival in DC. We going? <laughs> uh, when it, well, actually, we can talk about that off there after this. Yeah, episode. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we got way too off topic, right? So, are you we talk about? Huh? Let's talk what? about. Let's talk about this. Uh, 
there's six arrested in Australia because even apparently somebody said fuck Australia. It was Troy. just a prank. I want to go to Australia one day. All right. So, you know, basically from the from the official Victoria Police website. Detectives from a sporting integral intelligence unit, uh, integrity, integral, really, Henry? <laughs> integrity intelligence, along with detectives from the organized crime unit, have ex- executed warrants at a number of properties this week in relation to an investigation into suspicious betting activities relating to an esports league, uh, specifically the Counter Strike Global Offensive Tournament. Uh, it is alleged that the players were arranging to throw matches and subsequently placing bets on those matches. I believe that five matches were impacted and over 20 bets were put on the matches by Australian punters. Bro. Let's, let me stop you right there. Because that's pretty much all people really need to know. They don't, again, they don't say the name of any of these guys. Um, the only other important thing from there they say is that this match fixing could uh, carry up to 10 years imprisonment, right? It's all pretty much uh yeah but it'd be like a it'd be like a white collar prison you'd be good yeah all this goes to show me is that people that are investing in excuse me investing in esports are starting to realize how much money is in it how young these players are and that they don't have much so they're willing to do what they have to do to get get paid and that the police aren't fucking around with you guys anymore like they weren't fucking around before with the match fixing but i think it wasn't taken as seriously like i think in south korea was probably the only place it got taken somewhat serious yeah actually go in and arrest people and like someone if i'm not mistaken i think one of the players like committed suicide or attempted to commit suicide because of like it destroyed his reputation, and he didn't want to go to jail. Um, but they're not playing with you motherfuckers anymore. Pretty much. There's no. too much money in this now. Well, and that's the thing. As soon as you start putting big money in it, that's when people start to care. and Because then people can't take advantage of the system. Which might be, like, one of the aspects of esports that I'm happy about. Like, that they're starting to take max fixing a bit more serious yeah and hopefully and again we don't see it as much in the franchise and i think that's the positive about franchising is because there are bigger effects when there's a lot more organizations associated with your behavior versus it just being like open and grassroots and you know, you can come in and do things like match fixing and the tournament organizer. They can only go to the police and they don't have like this established name. But like once you start franchising stuff, like if you find out there's match fixing in Overwatch League. Oh, you best believe Blizzard's coming down hard on whoever it is. I want to believe not gonna let that the name be slammed. <laughs> I want to believe that. Uh, that. um that New York Excelsior is purposely throwing. <laughs> well, that's different. Purposely throw like tanking for, you know, whether it be for money. T- yeah. Well, no, no, no. I don't think they're tanking for money. Well, no, no, no. That's, wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Tanking, I want to believe that because I want to hope that they're, they're a good team. 
Yeah, yeah. Tanking, tanking for placement or for roster changes, like if you're trying to, like if there was an Overwatch League draft and you're trying to, you know, draft a new player, tanking for those are different. If you're throwing matches, like, or winning a few matches so that, you know, you can get a certain outcome, that's different. If New York is, you know, doing that, I think they would be doing it more for some type of placement or roster change than match fixing. Because mm. if they did match fixing, you'd probably be a bit salty and be like, wait, y'all motherfuckers been losing so y'all could get paid more or X amount. I think you'd be a little bit more pissed because you're like, because you know how good the team is or could be, but decided to play like shit. Mm. That's what I that's what I think. You can tell me otherwise, but that's what I think when it comes to you. You'd be like you guys I would. I'd be low key pissed. I'd be low key pissed. <laughs> would you sell your uh New York jacket? No, nah, fuck you. I paid like a I paid like hundred seventy dollars for that jacket. I mean I'm not saying sell it to me, I'm just saying in general. You know what's funny? Every time I uh no, I wouldn't, I'd keep that. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, it's warm jacket. No, every time. Shout out to the people I see every time I'm a, I'm at an Overwatch League event, and they're wearing the the denim New York Excelsior jacket. That thing was a three hundred something dollars. You know that? Hype beast. It's denim. No fucking hype beasts wearing denim, my guy. Name it. Name a hype beast who wears denim. First of all, I don't associate with hype beasts, so I don't know them. And well, yeah, they do talk- because actually, you're hype beast. Wow. You know what's funny? You want to hear the the worst part right now? Would you like to know what like one of my tabs is on my computer right now is? If you say hype beast. No, it's oh. uh I'm looking at I'm looking at Tim's. Okay, that's not It's hype beast but it's not because you're from New York, so I get it. I got to get you got to get you know what it is? You got to get the black Tim's for formal events, you know? No, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the sound of just deadpan silence and disgust. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, did you see? I know this is again. We're going off topic, but on you know whatever. Did you see that? Uh, Timberland, uh, Tim's, uh, Timberland are doing a collaboration with food trucks. No, I did it's, not. It's called the the food truck collection, mm. and it's literally the regular. It's the regular Tim's. But they have like these like little things on them. Like there's one a sushi roll one, and it literally has like a sushi roll little keychain tied to it. And like on the boot itself, it has like I'm gonna just send this to you via Discord. And I feel like this is like next level. This is some next level fucking. I'll probably check it out after. I just said. Just okay, I just sent it to you. Of course. So what's our next topic, my friend? What are we getting into? Uh. I guess we could talk about two more topics. We don't have to talk about the gaming and fashion crossover because that was pretty much just like saying. Come on, man. I got to do me dirty like that. I mean, you, I mean, it's something we discuss all the time on here. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty much so, that these gaming so, and fashion are using video games to market and sell to people. Yeah. And simple. Uni- fucking Uniqlo. I'm looking at you with your fucking uh, half-baked fucking Blizzard collection. Anyways, let's talk about let's talk about people not getting paid again. Yeah, this so, time it was Turkish. So Turkey, uh, basically the headline for this is Turkish Turkish esports organization 
uh, and I apologize if I say this wrong, Besiktas Esports isn't paying its players, which fucking again. So according to Natalie Stratospana Christensen, a former LOL player, revealed that the organization isn't paying their player stars on time, and in some cases hasn't paid hasn't paid them at all. And it's not limited to League of Legends. It's basically uh, it's going for other games that reported by the same uh, reported the same. Um, yeah, so they're not paying their 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 men and women's League of Legends teams. They're not paying their um, their their women's only CS:GO team. <sighs> Guys, in a time and place where a money is such a big thing in esports. And where social media is such a big thing, you don't think that somebody's going to be like, hey, I'm doing all this good work for this organization. I'm not getting fucking paid. If you really think they're not going to, get the fuck out of here. You're going to get you're gonna get sold out. Like, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand how you guys think that you can get away with not paying your players. Um, so the, 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 the football club, it's owned, so the organization is actually owned um, by uh, Besquitas JK, um, and sources are saying that the the football club itself has amounted a debt of more than four hundred and fifty million dollars after building a new football stadium for that team. So because of that, you're not gonna you're, you're you have no money, so you're just not gonna pay your people. If you came out and you said we don't have fucking money, like let's help you find organizations that will pay you. Everybody would be like, hey, good on Besiktas. Good on you guys. Good fucking job, guys. I'm proud of you guys. But what the fuck did you do? You just fucking didn't say anything. They probably wouldn't say that entirely because they would be like, also, hey, we want our money. So them going to a new org wouldn't necessarily solve that problem. Like that org would have to be able to pay back those debts more than likely. And it have to be worth for them to bring them on. So... It'd be a semi good on you, but it'd still be like, uh, yo, we want our money. And it's funny yeah. because this isn't the only news of people like a payout issue this week. Apparently, Elevate Call of Duty players, there's a rumor going around. Like, I haven't been able to confirm, uh, certify like the validity of this article. But there's rumor, so we're I guess we're speculating, but there's rumor that the COD players came out like after the Call of Duty World Finals that just passed mm. and were like, hey, like we either didn't get paid or haven't been getting paid. And I reached out to two of the um, Elevate players from the COD roster to see if there was any validity to this article. I reached out to Lancefield and Profizi I have yet to get a response from either of them. I don't know if it's something that they can or cannot speak out yet, but it doesn't like the the messages have been checked. But if it comes out that that article is true, it's not a good look for Elevate, who I would say is a decently established um, esports org. And in the article, they make reference to Zachary Smith having some type of behind-the-scenes control over Elevate. And for those of you who don't know, um, Zachary Smith, he is a big name within COD because of payout issues. He used to own and had recently purchased Denial Esports, who 
uh, Sir Scoots was tweeting for like months saying, hey, play, pay, uh, pay your players, pay your players. And we don't know what has come of that. Denial has since then uh, shut down operations again. Mm-hmm. But this guy is well known for having payout issues. So if that is true and he's been having some behind the scenes control over Elevate after he said he was stepping away from esports entirety entirely. I don't know why anyone from Elevate would want to associate with this guy business wise. So it's and it's it seems a little weird, but I guess it's because of how much money is starting to show up in esports that all these payout issues are seem to be coming out and more prevalent every single day and now at this point. Like before, it was like a normality within esports to some extent, but now mm-hmm. it just seems like I don't know, is there anything beyond normality? Like it just it's getting ridiculous. And maybe what this is, why this is happening is because these smaller orgs are like starting to implode on themselves because they see how much money is coming into this space. So they're trying to get as much as they can mm. before they collapse on their own or they know they're not big enough or will reach the big enough space to be like the TSMs, mm. the C9, the Echo Fox, the Gingies. Like they won't be on the same scale. So they're like, hey, let's get a bunch as much money as possible. Let's have an article come out say that we didn't pay our player, players, but we can just, you know, do whatever with the money from here and there and then pay whatever lawyers and pay stuff accordingly. But I still came out on top. Still bad yeah. luck, but I came out on top. I got money. Yeah. And that's kind of what they were saying what happened with uh, NIP was like, dude got the money. You know, they emptied the bank accounts and then he dipped, but it came out that like he apparently had no idea. He went on vacation and didn't even know that the money was gone. And it's just it's all a bad look. And I think the reasons people are so willing to accept this bad look. I'm sorry if you guys can hear the planes and helicopters. I'm not in New York. I promise. It's just loud. Um, They... I literally lost my train of thought. They Oh, the people that are coming into this space are willing to do this because they don't have to stick around. And some of them are so behind the scenes, we'll never know their names or see their faces. And they can get away with it. Because they never have to associate within this business again. Yep. They can go do business elsewhere and no one will know. Or maybe some people will know. But the majority of the public won't know, so it won't affect whatever business they might do. So, I guess our only advice is or just put, uh, play your pairs, players, and I I don't know, like, I, won't, yeah. I don't want to say don't sign, because if it's a good thing for you, you know, you don't know. But I guess you could do some type of history, do your homework, Check check in with people. Like find out like, hey, are these guys legit? Have you ever worked with them? Anything of that nature. Just mm. get some information on who you're signing this contract with. Mm. 
And so then, what's our final what's our final story? What are we thinking? Are we gonna talk about are we gonna talk about Jason Lake? Are we gonna talk about something else? What what do you what are you feeling? Uh I won't close out with Jason Lake just because that's not that big of a thing. He just pretty much said, like, hey, I'll drop this entire fucking roster and pick up a new team. Well, um, to I'll be fair, he yeah, to be fair, he yeah. He said that and then he he have, did you see his, his follow-up to was basically he was like, To be clear, I discussed this with our players. And he's like, I care about our guys, but I have a job to do. That is, that feels like such a, that feels like such a sports thing. Like not like an esports thing, but like I have seen so many coaches. I've seen so many coaches been like, been like, I love my players, but I got a fucking job to do. I'm trying to get chips out here. Yeah, I think when he says like he talked to them, I think his what he means by spoke with them before he sent that tweet was, which he probably didn't speak to, but I'm gonna take his word on it. I don't know, so I'm just gonna take his word. Um, I think what he might have went to them and said was, hey, you know, depending on how we perform at this event, there could be potential roster changes. I don't think he pretty much went to them and said, yo, I'm looking for new talent right here, right now, if you guys fucking lose. I don't think that's the same mentality and tone of voice that he took with them, but that's how it came across within that tweet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a good look to the public. Like yeah. to say it behind closed doors to the team and some capacity, different. If he's you know lets people know here and there, hey, I'm looking for players, you know, blah blah blah. You know, we're gonna start scouting. Cool, that's different. Posting it on Twitter, right? Like during a a major about your team's performance just shows that like you didn't have faith in them either going into it or as of late. That's how I kind of looked at it. Like you didn't believe in the team and you didn't take like the proper measures to say like, okay, where can we perform and are changes needed? You just straight mm-hmm. out was like, I'm looking for new talent. Yeah. Which is weird, but we can close out with, um, we can close out with Riot and their MasterCard expanding on their partnership. No, fuck Riot. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? Like, what do you want me to say? I'm just fuck it. I mean, no, fuck Riot. But yeah, we let's talk about it. This so is gonna. Much- I'm gonna. So here's the thing. In about, I'm and I'm saying this. I'm putting this out there in the universe. In about a year from now. Till Good Game Do a Part is gonna be popping off. We're gonna be we're gonna be the fucking Jesus and Mero of esports. Fucking bet. You buck you guys you motherfuckers watch and see we'll be the fucking bodega boys of fucking esports. And someone's gonna be like on August twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen, Henry fucking said fuck Riot. Fuck this guy. He doesn't support Riot. I'm calling it now. And I'm gonna just be like then I'm gonna come out and be like Yeah, fuck Riot. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I think we pretty much both have said fuck Riot at some point on this podcast. You more than me, but oh, I say, I think I say it every episode. I'm, I was gonna say like within the last four of the three episodes, <laughs> which doesn't even make any sense. You pretty much said fuck Riot somehow, some way. Uh, but so you have a valid point for saying it, for, but, to me, yes. 
So uh, MasterCard expands global relationship with Riot as an exclusive category partner of League of Legends Championship Series in North America. Um, brand this, is also- Oh, by the way, there's only a few things that I want to talk about with with them expanding. Like, it's pretty much the player of the- Okay, so pretty much hey, MasterCard, already ha- MasterCard already has a partnership with Riot to, you know, promote themselves and promote Riot, put money into the League of Legends, the LCS, right? They're expanding on that. So now they're adding player of the week and a five-part documentary series, which will follow players across um, New York, or not, excuse me, not New York, United States, Germany. Uh, give me one second. What are the five locations that they're going to do in this stupid documentary in? Oh, I shouldn't say stupid. They might actually be good. He legit just goes stupid. Which, speaking of which, Red Bull did a documentary. It's actually pretty good, and I watched it. The Dota one? Yeah. Yeah, I need to finish that. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember, but pretty much they're doing five documentaries that will follow five players. Um, I think they're going to start with uh, Snoopin. Mm-hmm. Who, if you guys don't remember who that is, he used to play for EG. Um, and now he's doing like different things in this, uh, the esports space to help players but they're gonna do that documentary so those will be pretty cool i feel like in esports we get a fuck ton of documentaries which aren't always needed um and they don't always actually i won't say that but yeah we get a fuck ton of documentaries they're also going to be adding player of the week which we said earlier a player of the week award so i think what this is going to entail and what's going to branch out from this is pretty much it'll be like any sports, you know, you have your player of the week, best stats, blah, blah, blah. But I think the good thing about them adding this award will be for player contracts. Mm. If players are smart enough or vocal enough, this is something that they can have added to their contract for bonuses. Hey. Yeah. If we, you know, if I perform, blah, 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 and get player of the week, what's going to be my bonus? Mm. I like that. And with MasterCard, they're saying, you know, whatever the token of achievement will be for that athlete, um, potential MasterCard, I, I guess, customers or people who are part of their program will get the same incentive. It says the same token. But I don't know if that means a physical token or like what the player may be getting. But I like it from the player's perspective of an added bonus to your contract to get paid more. Mm. The Which would be good. Would be like I get some credit, so yeah. look, look look at who else is noticing me. Fucking MasterCard, bro. Give me can I get a little extra? Yeah, and like again, it's it's an achievement, so you can just get more money. Uh, the other thing that they are adding or expanding on is co co branded products, which is essentially using photos and images and artwork. All I was able to grasp from from that is either you're be you're going to be able to get Mastercards with League of Legends related like LCS branding on your card, um. Yeah, that's that's all I could grasp from the expansion, honestly. Is which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, I I just thought it was gonna be more when they were like, we're gonna expand and integrate so like their fandom into the everyday life. But I only I mean I guess I mean I guess give it time. That's true. We gotta wait and see what I mean also like MasterCard is also like like MasterCard can't really be coming out with like like a big thing. Like it is they're not gonna be coming out with like MasterCard X L O L hats, like you don't like know it's that. hard. You I, don't, listen, you don't know that. I mean, fair, but they are a credit card company first and foremost. Like, like the I think the I, the first thing is, of course, we're gonna have like I don't know League of Legends characters that well, but you're gonna have like Jace. Is Jace one of them? I don't mm-hmm. know. Someone's this. Is, I say fuck right, and I told you a year later they're gonna be like, he doesn't even know League of Legends characters. Um, it's gonna be just Jace on a credit card. Like that's like the first obvious thing that you're gonna go with. I mean, yeah, that's true. You could slap on your card your favorite, you know, character that you main. Maybe like if Team Liquid, like again, shout out to, or, or not again, but shout out to uh, Team Liquid. They just won the summer split in Detroit. You could get like the image of them winning and holding up the trophy on your credit card to remember that. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this this deal leads. I don't like saying partnership all the time because sometimes it's not a partnership. It's just a deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for the MasterCard and Riot. Congratulations, Team Liquid. Congratulations to OG for winning the Dota tournament. Uh, shout out to Samsor for winning Shine and Hungrybox for winning at Shine as well. Um, and shout out to E United for winning the Call of Duty World League. Got to shout those guys out. That was, that was like the winners from all the previous yeah, uh, no, esports but... events. I want to say within the, like, the last two weeks because I don't think I mentioned at all last week. So, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, that's all I got. And with that, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck, I was about to go into it, but it's all you. I, I, keep, I keep stealing the thunder for the outros. It's all you. Give me some hype. Give me some fucking claps. Let's go. Hit it. I can't give Come on, Troy. Come on, Troy. But Let's I go. can give you. Give me the energy. Let's go. In three, two, one, go. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 29 of Till Good Game Do Us Part. Your lovely host, Henry. You just called us hoes. No, I said host. You said hoes. Listen, you can be a hoe if you want. All right. Well, I already okay. am, so, you know. Oh, before we go, actually, dude, this guy said, I don't know if it was a joke or not. But for some reason, this statement really reminded me of you. Mm. <laughs> and he literally, we're talking about Overwatch placements. He was like, listen, I may be a bronze E-boy, but I'm diamond at heart. No, hey! I'm, no I'm diamond in your heart. And I was like, yo, chill. Like, what you doing? I'm trying to get an e-girl out here. Like, relax. And listen, I don't know why man. it reminded me, reminded me of you. Because I'm an E-boy. What's up? It's like, I might be a bronze E-boy, but I'm diamond at heart. And I was like, yo. That's something Henry could say. It probably is. They After can... saying you're disarmingly cute. Disarm- Disarmingly cute. Close Disarmingly enough. cute. This is your boy, Troy, a.k.a. the disarmingly cute man himself. Me, Henry, a.k.a. Young Chipotle. All right, all right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 29 of Till Good Game Do Us Part. 
We love and appreciate you as always. And until good game, do us part. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Later, skaters. <laughs>